The Perfectly Generic Podcast contains spoilers, occasional adult language, and Jade, you've been warned. The show is supported by listeners like you on Patreon. We'd like to thank the following Crocketeer patrons for their generous support per episode. Alex Laporte, Big Boss Did Nothing Wrong, Damascus Delic, Donut, Fragment Voyager, Giovann, Orionic, and Riglo. I feel like the first, my first step on the road to friendship has been revealed. Amazing. You know, you know who once, <laughs> you know who once like wrote a whole epic odyssey about friendship, a story about friendship? Hmm. I wonder who might have done <laughs> such a thing. <laughs> Could it be our good uh, friend and prophet, Andrew Hussey? Oh, gosh. The idea of Andrew Hussey being a prophet is a lot to me because that means like Homestuck has a universal truth to it. And there's like, what's Hussey's God tier? Is he a seer? Because if that's true, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I, I, I forget. I think he's either like, isn't he? He's just, I mean, he's a space player. But I have a nasty suspicion that he his the only time he's ever classpected himself sort of publicly has been to say that he's a waste of space which <laughs> welcome to the pigeon pod <laughs> <laughs> well today i am joined with pip i'm floral it's my first time hosting a podcast ever but not my first time on pigeon pod so i have that yeah. going for me well, we all promise to not to judge you too harshly. Pip, <laughs> thank you. Please don't judge me at all. I'm sensitive. <laughs> but <laughs> but today we're brought together by the subject of friendship, especially within Homestuck, mm, because yes. I feel like personally, friendship in Homestuck is probably one of the greatest parts of homestuck yes yes indeed uh as as um as i'm i'm pretty sure andrew once said if if uh if you're under the impression that uh that that homestuck is is about anything other than uh friendship and teamwork then uh well what's wrong with you but <laughs> no, <laughs> no but um <laughs> But yes, no. Uh, friendship uh, is is obviously a well. The the story is is often just described as a is about a, a group of friends who play a game together. Um, so it's obviously a big 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 part of the story. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about it a bit. Really glad to have you here. I feel like um, I don't know. You're just the perfect choice because. Oh, you really were because like the um all of your thoughts on like community within the epilogues, mm. it really it really did just like hit a note, and then also just like conversations we've had about characters and their parallels, and like yeah. some horrific <laughs> cursed conversations. <laughs> I mean, the conversations were very nice, but at the top. Of the <laughs> Dirk and we Jade would be friends. Yeah. Oh, they would be friends. Dirk. 
which is so why <laughs> every cursed conversation in homestuck or homestuck adjacent you know just community is about dirk at this point it used to be mm-hmm. about caliborn and yeah <laughs> caliborn's it- many interests <laughs> <laughs> I will have my pound of smut. <laughs> yes. Um, um, but yeah, so uh, I, I mean, I guess before we get started, we maybe we can we can talk about well, something happened this week in Homestuck, which uh, is uh, it was quite exciting. Um, oh, I, f- I, f- I feel bad for, for bringing it up since I'm involved in it. Um, but. Trust me, I was going to actually bring it up anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, uh, but this week on Homestuck, in case you are not aware and you wait for all of your like community announcements for the Pigeon Pod episode to be dropped, but Homestuck 2 has reached 2,000 patrons, which means we get double updates. Yay! In February, <laughs> starting February. Yes. yes, so starting February 2020, Homestuck 2 will be updating twice every month for the foreseeable future, as well as as well as your regular bonus updates. So, uh, yeah, things are going to get pretty speedy from now on. I um, heard some people asking if the bonus updates are going to be double too, but I was thinking that's a lot of content. Yeah, um, no. So the bonus updates will there will still just be one bonus update a month, but the main updates, which everyone can read for free, um, will be two a month. Um, and I guess I should say that if you haven't um, pledged to the Homestuck Patreon already, um, then uh, I mean, I'll try not to be too hurt by it, but, <laughs> but also you can rectify this situation and get your hands on some really uh, exciting bonus content um, by going to homes, uh, patreon.com slash homestuck, I think. I'm pretty sure that's the URL. Is it, isn't it homestuck? Um, Is it homestuck too or homestuck? Let me see. I, I am a patron, and so mm. I can personally... Would you mind... Hmm? Oh, sorry. Would you mind uh, briefly saying, um, describing what what uh, some of the recent bonus content is like? Oh gosh. What's your impression? Yeah. Home- Do my advertising for me. <laughs> <laughs> Homestuck. Okay, so I just want to clarify. Homestuck is being is making Homestuck to beyond canon, and you should definitely go to Homestuck Patreon. Um. Uh, so basically, every. St- the bonus content as of right now has been focused on the meat timeline back on Earth C and it is the lesbians have been released and they are free they are doing what they do best which is being chads and <laughs> it's just amazing i'm oh, so i'm so yes. uh, how much do you tell am i allowed to give i feel like everybody knows that jaspros is out and about but Jasper's is unleashed. She is off the hook. She, well, she's off the leash, perhaps I should say. <laughs> they let her um, out of the carrier after taking her mm. to the vet for seven years. <laughs> Kate, Kate um, kept tweeting this bit of 
Stephen Fry that was like a, a promiscuous and voracious lesbite. Um, no, her lesbotic tendencies are. We are developing Jane's character, and we are using uh, the power of of um, lesbian cat girls to do it. As you know, as as is the only way that people can reliably be character developed in Homestead. Of course, yeah. If you want to be character developed, you do have to go through <laughs> the standard sexuality crisis. That's just how it has to go. I'm sorry yeah. if you don't want to, but that's just it, it, that goes for the readership too. Honestly. Mm. Yeah, and it's so anyway, if if any of that sounds appealing, or if you want to pay us just to shut up, you can do that at patreon.com slash <laughs> If we get to 8,000 patrons, we will stop. Mr. Haven Foods drew part of the... Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. That was, was that designed by him or like the whole like part of that update? Um, yeah, so, so Haven did all of the visuals for that. Uh, for that part of um, well, for everything in the Problem Sleuth universe was 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 done by was done by Haven. Yes, so we um, we got uh, obviously Zam Zamag uh, did did uh, part of it, but then when we go into the Problem Sleuth universe, we uh, we wanted a, a very distinctive style shift, and um, and I mean Haven just has the most incredible style uh and uh and we 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 were all really excited to to bring him on um and we are really hoping that he will be um becoming a bit more of a regular now that we're uh increasing our <laughs> increasing <laughs> our workload a bit <laughs> so um so yeah you can look forward to well you can at the very least enjoy his wonderful uh, work as part of as part of the bonus updates already. There is a particular panel of Jaspros that I feel like every person like if you've ever been hurt by homesick or feel like you've been hurt by homesick, if you see that panel, it will all be washed away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it will be all be washed away in in its in, in Jaspros uh... very um unsubtle <laughs> flirting techniques. <laughs> Ja Jasper's milk indulgence. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, <laughs> oh! Are we thinking of different panels? <laughs> no, we're thinking the same panel. But milk indulgence just makes me think of Gamsy now, and that's oh. what. When okay, abort, <laughs> abort, abandon ship. Oh no! Ship. Oh no! We're talking about friendship. All right. We are talking about friendship. Yes. So part of the reason why I wanted to disclose about this particular theme, even though it's a little bit more of an abstract theme than maybe past episodes have tackled, is because for me, like I said before, um, friendship is a very central part of Homestuck thematically. And it's also central to its structure as, as a format in storytelling, because there's so much information that is necessary to move the story along strictly through long ass pester logs and <laughs> <laughs> and what Carrie yeah. what Carrie is like all of that exposition in a way that pretty much no other 
like no other story I've seen pull off successfully is the fact that it's cushioned by all these different dynamics and all these different like tiny details between different characters like Jade and John's conversations like how they'll like not really want to go deep into the feeling stuff and how that's very like different from Rose and Dave's and how that also perpetuates the story in its own ways and then how care like memes fucking memes like just travel yeah. through different logs <laughs> yes yeah so so yeah um homestuck obviously has it so homestuck has a very distinct i mean it basically invented a whole new style of of comic didn't it um yes. with by separating its visuals and its uh, and its words into two distinct um sort of uh so you have the panel on top and then underneath you have uh, the narration and in it uh which was this this was sort of you know all of the previous ms paint adventure comics had had, had this sort of style but then uh then homestuck really uh changed changed everything with um putting all of the dialogue in sort of script style format um harking after internet chat chat logs um underneath uh in the form of festival logs and so yeah so the like just the mechanical functioning of friendship on the internet which is just you know the simple act of talk of of talking to each other became the primary means of communication um not just between obviously between the characters but between uh, them and the author behind them and 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 the reader and the the primary means of conveying information in a way that really hadn't i mean of course interaction between characters is how information is conveyed in everything but um uh every sort of character driven story but it, it there's something about just like combing through people's people's chat logs um and and the way uh, the the humor it depends on this sort of the the natural kind of humor that we all we all know and 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 love from um well from our uh, our small groups of friends and the stupid things that we say in 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 um in group chats or whatever like it very personally connects us to what is happening I feel like in the comic, mm. it makes us feel like we are looking into something that's a little bit more private and in turn gives us a little bit more of an intimate connection with the characters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and just like how many yeah, people I... talk to each other. And, you know, Hussey has always been just like the prime example of character writing in that sense. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he's just, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Andrew really is just one of the, he's, he's one of the best writers that I, that I can think of who, who just manages to catch that, that, the feeling of spontaneity that comes from just people who enjoy each other's company or maybe don't enjoy each other's company. <laughs> <laughs> just ch uh, you know chatting shit over a chat client like there's some there's some kind of um 
energy there that um that that uh, homestuck seems to capture that you know it i i i, th I think um it's definitely made a lot of people uh, who who grew up with Homestuck uh, into better character writers, just because um, you know you 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 have something like you you read something like Homestuck and you 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 can't really go back. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it it influences the way that you think about characters interacting with each other um, in a way that you know. Uh, I'm raising my hand. Nobody can see mm -hmm. it because this is an audio. <laughs> element but oh i'm raising my hand because <laughs> um i'm that yep <laughs> it, mm, it just yeah me too yeah it just makes you think it makes you think and then there's also the fact that because you have such an intimate relationship to the characters as these like very fleshed out you know these fleshed out relationships the part of homestuck as a mechanic is that their reunion is the reward like the game like winning the game and creating the universe is always like described in universe as the reward but i feel like for a lot of the audience our reward is like being able to see all of those kids on that lily pad Especially after so many times, like watching different communities fail within Homestuck, mm. yeah, it's yeah, it's like you finally yes. see yeah, them. Exactly. You're like, yes, this is the moment. <laughs> they all like everybody. Nobody has a screen in front of them. They're just looking at each other. <laughs> they <laughs> they're all not a phone in sight. It because yeah. because a lot of people have also had that feeling. Where mm. they show up to Anime X in their like full on fucking Sonic X cosplay, and they're finally meeting their friend for the first time, who's also an Amy cosplay, <laughs> and it's just like after you know that feeling, it makes the anticipation of wanting to see these fictional online friends also get that kind of. <clears throat> get that payoff if that makes sense <laughs> yeah exactly i mean that seemed like a very specific example <laughs> about the sonic cosplay is it <laughs> something that... um to be fair i actually haven't met anybody who i've been friends with online before oh. yeah which is but um... i don't know why i just have sonic wor brain worms and i was just thinking about that <laughs> No, no, I mean it, it's fine. Um, he he just he he just gets in there uh, that little boo. I think it's because I saw um, Sonic Baby devil. on my feed. Baby Sonic. Logan, were you were you were you scrolling your feed rather than engaging with me? No, it was this morning. I just have ADHD and things get stuck <laughs> like gum. <laughs> I swear. But yeah. Um, yeah, the the fact that um, the, this the 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 premise of Homestuck of of being like all of its dialogue at least at, 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 for a very long um, time in Homestuck, all of the dialogue is is with the understanding that these are characters that are talking over the internet. Um, you know, they are typing, they're talking through chat clients. Um, you know, a big part of the way that Homestuck works. 
for you know a, a long bit of its duration is the fact that the characters never talk to each other except through some kind of intermediary thing like it's this joke that at one point the characters get a get um, cab they get a thing on their kiddie camper handy sash or something that allows them to engage in ordinary face-to-face -face conversation <laughs> without any intermediary. Um, and like, that's funny because we've we've had like, I don't know, 4,000 pages before this point in which characters have literally never spoken in person before. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's this implicit separation between the characters that allows the story as it has existed up until, well, until that point to function. Um, and then when the characters finally do meet and they are speaking together in person, it's often this sort of collapse of the space that's separating them is often a it's often a story collapse, you know, because like it's often the point at which we lose track of what's happening. There's often a there's often a big time break. Um, you know, like when the characters meet up uh, during, uh, well, at the end of Cascade, for example, um, and uh, they they set off on their three year journeys through the Yellow Yard or or through um, through the Furthest Ring, for example. We we then we leave them for a good long while and and sort of keep checking back in on them periodically. Um, and it's it's um it's this interesting thing that Homestuck does where it allows its characters a sense of privacy sometimes. Um and often it's when they end up getting to meet in person. Um and I, I think that too sort of helps to emphasize the fact that it's this really um emotional uh very important moment for the characters but also for us as as the people who've you know been been uh empathizing with reading along with them that um getting to meet each other in person uh these people that they care so much about all the people that they loathe <laughs> <laughs> um uh and and they they have a space to to enjoy each other's company without without our being privy to it um without us driving a wedge in between them that forces them to ha to communicate in a way that we can observe um such as in in chat logs again you know because by 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 its nature the implication that characters have to talk through a chat log again means that they're not they're not together anymore um so yeah i i think it it it, it uh yeah, you've got this very interesting structural property of Homestuck that that plays with the separation between the characters in a very interesting way. Definitely, especially because in a lot of those... Um, one thing that was always really interesting to me was that when we do have those kind of like quiet moments, especially for the three years, for the beta kids, and also with um the alpha kids like the six months they were in the game it was it six or three months i cannot remember um well it was it was um oh i can't remember <laughs> i really can't remember i think it was about i think it was about yes i think it was about three months i have a feeling it was 61 
and a little bit days. Um, but but I, I can't remember. You know, there's all these significant numbers in Homestuck. And if ever there's like a time that something happened or a number of things, you know, a number of days or hours that passed, it's always like 413 or 612 or, you know, 4.13 p.m. or something <laughs> or 1,025. So I, I'm sure it's there's a significant number, but it's it's like I, I'm pretty sure it's three months uh that they're, that they're in the game for um and the during that three months and during those three years we see multiple relationships that had been built up kind of just fall apart <laughs> mm, and we yeah and yeah. i was always something that was very interesting to me that you know there was always this like reward of watching these characters you know coming together and then the story wouldn't end though no, no, no. That's the that's the that's the horrible thing <laughs> about um, Homestead does not end. No, it, it and, and it may never. End. <laughs> <laughs> no, we may never be no. But um, yeah. There's this constant. There's this repeating structure of of um, of us piecing together what a situation is, and then. We, we get pulled back away from it for a while and then when we return there's been there's been discourse in the community there's there's been a great big falling out or something like that you know things have gone awry and we have to work out you know what's happened and then we have to everything goes wrong and then we have to find our way back um, and that that's a very you know that's a that's a structure that repeats over and over again uh, in Homestone. We just we come back to these characters just as the climax to all of these hurt feelings and all these kind of um, grievances that have not been communicated hit their mark. And yes. we get to, and we see like because we have there's so many moments where we give the characters privacy, but there's also so many moments where the characters are at their absolute lowest that, you know, sort of the story revolves around too because you know we never like for one instance the first instance this happens is the trolls you know we see the trolls before they come together and we see the trolls after they've done their work to get their reward and then they're just kind of like well we're stuck in a lab with each other <laughs> time to turn <laughs> <laughs> time time to you know time to wipe half of the half of these characters out um yeah, gosh. Yeah, it was this really interesting thing where at the beginning of Act 5, we, we set all of these these brand new characters up who we've, you know, some of whom we've only seen very briefly before this point. And then, you know, we, we flesh all of them out and then we we sort of, we, we, we show the like, okay, this is the first domino here. This is what, this is how the situation started. And then we see what happens at the end. You know, we see this massive, great big slab that has, you know, fallen over. This great big chunk of plot. And yeah. then in the middle, we we you know your your mind is is left to um is left to kind of wander a little bit. But um, yeah, it's 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 interesting how uh, how it this is. You can you can definitely. Uh, logic you know 
the 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 fun is in picking apart you know how do we get from 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 here to here um with all of these with all of these character dynamics um i will definitely admit that i probably would not be obsessed with homestuck if it was not left open <laughs> in that mm. regards yeah because you know that is part of the fun because that's also the space upon which you can kind of fill in your own ideas of like how people interact with each other and you can kind of put yourself in the story yeah through these like friendships but um i think one thing that's really interesting is that like how do all these characters like even the trolls especially after like what we've seen of Friendsim and the Pester Quest, how do people who are so lonely and so isolated who are waiting to have this connection and fulfill their connection with friends that they've been kept apart from, how does it go wrong after that? Like, mm. so, like every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because... Yeah. It, it 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 really does go it really does go skew if um a heck of a lot of times so, um <laughs> things fall apart uh a lot in homestuck and it's uh it's terrible and it's awful and we we somehow can't stop watching it um yeah so i mean i guess um so on on the topic of like isolation and community failure i think this was this was one of the reasons probably why you why you wanted me to um come on the show for this topic is is that um this was something that i sort of publicly picked apart quite a bit in where you know when the epilogues came about you know, speaking about uh times when friendship and community sort of completely break down uh the epilogue is probably the best <laughs> example uh, of them all. Um, uh, and yeah, th that was something that really struck me was this, was this sense that the epilogues called attention to this idea that it's all very well, everyone meeting up and being being good friends um and caring a lot about each other um evidently uh, uh, and we you know, we had these long established friendships that we'd been following for the better part of a decade um over the course of thousands of pages um and years of these characters lives and then but they had always been alone and sort of separated and i mean we 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 say about the kids living in a society um, <laughs> some more than others we but live in a, in a society. society that was my gamesy um, voice <laughs> that was your gamesy voice oh god well. <laughs> uh. um the, i think the less said about that the better <laughs> um, move along move along Move on. Um, yeah, but but really, really, the kids never did live in a society, and that and that is what the epilogues did. We we actually got to see what happens when the kids actually did live in a society for a bit, for a good long time, actually. When they have to be people and not story protagonists. Hmm. 
yeah. And we saw them, we, we went away and let them be people for a while. And then we came back when, you know, at a time when it was convenient for us, you know, for, sto- for a storytelling purposes. Right and, oh boy, <laughs> had they, have they mucked everything up, you know, um, because um, they they hadn't taken care of each other. They, they, they hadn't um, been as good friends as they might have been and their community sort of was was collapsing um and and i think that to me was 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 what the epilogues were interested in exploring the the um the way in which uh people can care enormously about each other and still fail to take care of one another and to build a community that that functions um to the best uh that it can um mm-hmm. um like i personally felt like that's yeah like that's exactly it and when i don't know if it really sunk in with me until i saw your thread and then i was like okay that makes a really that makes a lot of sense like <laughs> and um i also felt like it really it is one of the things that ties into, like, Homestuck Proper's themes. Because I always came from Homestuck thinking that Homestuck wants you to be a better friend by kind of learning more about yourself as an individual and by, you know, wanting to not just do what society told you, but figure out what was best for you and what you need to learn about yourself so that you can properly be a part of the community and stuff like that. But, um... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yes, in a lot of ways, Homestuck is about sort of... Uh, one of the things that Homestuck uh, thinks a lot about is this is this uh, idea of sort of... Um, predestination or sort of just going along with what seems to be the path it's set out for you already and and how um you know how that gels with the notion of of free will and of uh, you know yeah definitely individual and, agency and so many of the characters they get so caught up in it whether it's to fulfill it or to <laughs> lament about it it does get in the way of their relationships, like Carcat, especially, for example. Um, and I think to a certain expe- extent, even Jade, whose whole reward as a mm. character arc is that she gets to finally meet up with her friends specifically. But I think because she was always so um, invested in the future that she never learned the coping mechanisms to deal with one's trauma and it feels like that is a huge part of why things break down in the epilogues is because everybody is just not really dealing with their own personal selves to an extent and because of that there's a lot of conflicts between each other that they just have to avoid because by looking into those conflicts they uh, they would have to like look into themselves a little bit yeah yeah like so many of the characters in homestuck come out of the main comic with just 
enormous amounts of personal baggage and and like well i i mean i don't think there's anyone who would disagree well i mean i i i certainly think that you would agree with me logan <laughs> if, if i were to say that uh what happens in homestuck the comic proper is is like deeply traumatizing to basically everyone in it um as 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 te- as you know young teenagers <laughs> um, everybody it- has trauma they're traumatized <laughs> everybody needs therapy and no one will go no one will go. No one nobody will call everybody get in the van we're going to therapy all right <laughs> And that's and that's the basis of liminal space. No, I'm kidding. But but yeah, I, I there's no way you get out of Homestuck without being fucked up a little. Yeah. Bit. One of the unfortunate things about trauma is that it it doesn't it doesn't make you a better person. Um, it 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 makes things harder. Um, it. Exactly. It, it's this thing that you have to process and you have to heal from, and often it makes it 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 harder to to interact with other people, especially if you know some sometimes a process which would be helpful to you in in overcoming or or healing from something which is you know, deeply hurtful um, can often not can be completely contradictory with something that can help someone else. You know, it, it's there's no single logical process to overcoming something so you know, profoundly distressing as a lot of as a lot of what happens in Homestack. Um and it doesn't help that like we get this perspective where we see all of these like very intimate details of characters but one thing we always have to remember is is that the characters don't have access to that and no. we see that in all the ways the characters are kind of like misguided in their interpretations of each other and how they project onto each other yeah yeah so we have this sort of sep- this this implicit separation of of communication again was like by necessity it has this sort of implicit nature of of separation but there's also then along with that the like the messiness of of interpretation it's the 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 embodiment of that feeling that well you know we i'm sure we've all had that feeling when we you know we're talking to someone maybe a very close friend um online uh, and and we're just like how do how how do they mean this like are they being sarcastic are they are they being curt are they you know are they joking like that confusion of interpretation is is like is is played over a lot in 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 homestuck and like we have the benefit of combing through everything having the context for 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 everything um but just just as in real life, uh, the characters in Homestuck don't have that luxury. Um, we are all just... Everything that we see of people is based off their actions, mostly. There's always going to be a part of people that we will not be able to access because we can't read people's minds and because people are always evolving. And 
I feel like that's one of the things that I don't think it's explicitly kind of stated within Homestuck, but I feel like in a lot of the ways that the community keeps breaking down, there is that internal struggle of misunderstanding and the self versus the community. Because a lot of the things that lead to this breakdown are characters trying to reach an ultimate sort of self. And I think that's why Dirk turned out the way he did. (laughs) And that's like a basis of Dirk's villain arc. Because I can understand if you are Dirk and you don't understand why things are going wrong. Your idea is to take over and fix it forcibly. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I with with Dirk, there's going back to this idea of sort of loneliness and, and isolation, um I think a pretty common theme among a lot of the the people who have had villainous moments in Homestuck <laughs> is this is this is this difficulty of communication, of, of being this difficulty in being understood. Um that can lead to a very severe feeling of isolation of of not belonging in in the world and therefore um feeling like one has to change it or to exert you know one's one's own will upon the world in a way to to force it to go in a different direction um this is uh i mean i guess uh Grimdark Rose is a good example of this yeah. earlier on in Homestuck, um, where this sort of really visceral feeling that the world was wrong and that she didn't belong conceptually in it, and so she was going to break it apart and and try and make something else of it. Um, and then and then of course uh, Dirk in 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 the epilogues. Uh, is at this point where he's sort of he's driven himself in this kind of logical direction of okay well such and such is true and such and such is true and therefore my only course of action is to behave in this way which is you know mm-hmm. as and primary antagonist and and so on and and I feel like that's a that is um that's a very important uh, sort of idea that that Homestuck is playing with there. This this notion that isolation that isolation and loneliness can be um, can can drive people to um, to depend on um, ways of thinking which 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 uh, naturally lead to to this kind of uh, to behavior which is sort of anti-communal which is which is uh which is goes directly against um sort of um processes of healing and community building and so on um it's not cooperation it's just take over there's no compromise there's no yeah exactly there's no point where dirk has realized that he needs to change his thought process to accommodate the understanding and reality of other people's perspectives but instead will take over the perspective. So it's Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I, I guess um one the best the word that comes to mind for that is um 
totalitarian, mm-hmm. um, you could say. And the reason that I bring that up is because um, <clears throat> bit of a bit of a this might sound like a bit of a tangent, but um, I I brought a bit of reading along with me to this episode because um, there's a a, a a book uh, that a political uh, and sort of historical writer from the 20th century uh, did um, that really resonated with me on this sort of this link between loneliness and kind of totalitarian um, <coughs> almost dictatorial thinking and that's um, this uh, this theorist Hannah Arendt um, did a lot of studying of the the well the rise of totalitarianism uh, in Europe in uh, the you know the first half of the 20th century with um, obviously what happened in 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 Germany and and Russia and the rest of Europe during that time and um, the book the book in question is is the origins of totalitarianism um, and I would really recommend it just from a you know political historical perspective but also right at the end of the book after she sort of you know she's dissected hundreds of years of history leading up to you know some of the some of the worst um atrocities in human history she then sort of tries to dissect quite what it is which which allowed these these ways of thinking to to um you know to to take a hold of a society you know in in its entirety and one of the things that she she hit upon was this notion that um in order to in order to control um in order to exert that kind of influence you need to have um, a society which is very atomized very isolated but also deeply deeply lonely um people have to be a, people have to be so separated from each other and from a communal sense of reality uh that the only thing that they can depend on is ideology on 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 simple logic because that doesn't require other people around you to you know to verify um pure formal logic is something which you know if I can reason from a premise to another one and, uh, and and from there carry on in a sequence of logical deductions, I don't need to share ideas with other people. I don't need to be part of a community. I don't need to have any common sense um, per se in order to, you know, in order to rationalize the world. I All I need is myself and logic. And, and the th- one of the things that Hannah Arendt sort of discusses is this, is this, brutality of logic as opposed to um a sort of um, a communal a community-based um way of of um thing of of rationalizing the world and, and deciding on action and i and i think to me that that is the the best explanation that i can find as to where something you know someone like dirk or Caliborn, especially, um, comes from this complete, this complete detachment from any sense of community, uh, which would allow them to have new experiences and experience ideas that maybe contradict their own sense of of the world, um, 
and would teach them something. They're separated from all of that. Um, and so all they can depend on is themselves and cold, hard logic. The cold, <laughs> hard facts of life and homestuck. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I guess... Oh gosh, what a what a what a what a tangent that was. But uh, but sorry. I feel uh, like no, I that's something I've been thinking about a lot. Like especially since the epilogue dropping, but just in general with Homestuck, I think that's like a perfect way to describe just what makes Homestuck, but also what makes the Homestuck villain arc in a way that's a little bit more human to understand versus just like Mm. the cold hard like this is what the narrative is doing and this is how the characters suffer from it and stuff like that yeah for sure lots of people have talked a lot about the fact that that um the other main aspect of villainy in homestuck is the toxic masculinity aspect of course and like the, the fact that there is a lot of a lot of the aspects of toxic masculinity are these sort of anti communal antisocial aspects um the individualism yes. through conquering yeah exactly um i yeah so i i feel like the the connection between that and this sort of loneliness aspect is something that i haven't really seen much talked about much uh before but um i i think that is a really strong through line through all you know through all of homestuck um and continues to be um god this comic <laughs> you know, <laughs> i know it's a lot isn't I it have to, i literally there's a very specific diagnosis of depression that i have gotten just from reading all this stuff. <laughs> 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 but i i'm completely that's i don't know i i think it's very valuable to like put that in words because that's something i've been thinking about and it's, it's really validating to hear that. Yeah. And and of course, also, it's very easy to just talk about this sort of like negative, this negative um, consequence of loneliness. But then also we have this sort of, it's not a positive one, but it is, it is a positive expression of how loneliness can be, um, well, maybe more productive is <laughs> maybe neutral. not the right word. But like <laughs> we have more positive expressions of loneliness as more just, melancholic uh rather than becoming really destructive for i think with with characters like calliope and and jade um for example we have this sort of where loneliness drives people to build communities rather than to distance themselves from them um and i think that then you know comes back to this what we were talking about earlier of um one of the one of the great emotional moments in Homestuck is when people have been apart and then finally are brought brought together. And some of the great movers and shakers that are responsible for 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 those things have been some of the loneliest. Have been some of the the characters that have been subjected to the harshest uh, uh, isolation um, of them all, uh, especially. Well, I'd say Jade, for example, facilitating you know, basically everything that happens in Cascade that brings people together, um, motivated obviously by her uh, by her sort of uh, 
Well, she goes through this. She goes through that sort of this crisis of you know, um, having of confronting herself and her of and her own sort of um, frustration with uh, with. She had this way everything was supposed to go, and then, and then it all it all collapsed, and then she confronts this sort of um, very defeatist attitude within herself when she has this conversation with with Jade Sprite, doesn't she? And then she she sort of picks herself up and forces everyone into line, and she's determined okay. to make things work out <laughs> and to build a community again, um, and to get everyone met up and you know, doing things. And that's a very, that is a moment of, you know, that's one of the main moments to me of great heroism in Homestuck is, is that sequence of, of events that Jade puts into motion. Um, You're speaking my language. (laughs) I'm, I, I'm that meme with like I don't know what they are, but you're feeding me the milk, and I'm just like thank you for my life. And as I drink, <laughs> as I drink out of the bowl or whatever the fuck it was, <laughs> but um, I I don't even have to say I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> if you know who I am, you know that I'm just like yeah. Logan, Logan, Jade, like a floral marsupial. Um, yes. Um. Oh, I guess we should maybe maybe take some, do some quick listener questions. Yeah. Um, Definitely. One thing I just want to say, if you're a man in Homestuck and you've got no friends, you're going to be a villain. That's just how it goes. Yeah. You, you got to. You're going to be a villain. And um, yeah, I, I think it's just, I th- I'm really interested to see how Homestuck deals with the issue of like narration and personal traumas and the persona as another like block between a true connection between your pairs Mm. yeah but and also poor jake english (laughs) in this respect r.i.p R. I. P. to that man, but I'm different. Pathetic Jake English, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, listener questions. First one we're gonna tackle is from the Sword Wizard. Hi Alexis. Um, what did you think are some points where these themes fail? Either as devices or the the actual failure of friendship or community lead to plot. Hmm. Well, I think we tackled I mean I, I, yeah, so we talked a lot about um, sort of isolation and loneliness. I think I think that's those moments. I think are for me where where the the themes they don't the the themes don't fail, but we see that we see the the you know the antithesis of these themes. We see what happens when when they're absent or you know not working properly. Um, I think the trickster arc is a perfect example. Mm. Um, of like forced community trying to work through the complete like melting of self like oh let's just throw away your persona and then you can finally reach communication and community with one another and things will stop being hard it's like 
And you can't cheat friendship. No. You can't cheat friendship, y'all. No. Let's throw away all of our personal problems with each other and just all have loads of babies together. Um, oh, so horrifying. Yes, absolutely terrifying. <laughs> absolutely dreadful. It's uh, it's every queer person's nightmare. Um, but yes, it's... Uh, yeah, that's that's a really good example, actually. I, um, I hadn't thought of that. Um, and I think yeah. that's kind of what happens in Candy, too. That's why I think, mm. like, I have the very unpopular opinion that, like, Candy was a lot, was really interesting to me because with the, um, with the added fact that, you know, Calliope and Alt-Calliope aren't as forceful within their, like, within their role in the narration as Dirk is meant that there was a little bit more to like look into as far as the characters and how their like personal motivations yeah they created all of these issues but it was also like nobody wanted to have a fight somebody should have fought Jane Crocker just a little bit just mm. yeah like over <laughs> turkey at Thanksgiving yeah <laughs> Right, like, like this is the thing. It was, it was too absent of conflict. Like a lot of the problems in Candy came about because no one was prepared to actually, you know, pick fight with anyone. Um, no one was prepared to have a have a genuine conflict about anything because that would have got in the way of everyone being mm -hmm. friends and getting married and having children and so on. Um, everyone living their fanfic dream. Um, yeah, Calliope set it all up trying to make the community happen. And then out Calliope came in and was like, you know, this is too much. The trickster candy is worn off in the narrative voice. Everybody's going to start doing their own shit now. And everybody's <laughs> going to get divorced. <laughs> I cast divorce Car fever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Carcat's going to live in a hole. It's fine. Don't question it. <laughs> buff, Carcat's going to get buff. He's going to lose an eye and he's going to live in a hole in the ground. Um, good for him. Good for him. Next. Um, oh, any more thoughts? No, I was I was going to going to do the next question quickly. I think this one's a small one, a small fun one. Um, D and D E girl on Twitter. What a what a fantastic URL! Um, what's your favorite friendship slash moir allegiance in canon? Um, I <sighs> gosh, I really like um J. Like, there's this is not like given any focus at all, but I always thought it was so funny that the prospects beta prospects in Carcat had this like triangle of like friendship where they just owned on him constantly oh yes yes and i always thought that was just the funnest dynamic ever because they're was like so they're funny <laughs> they're just the nice ones but they just tear him down and he's like thank you <laughs> <laughs> it's just this wonderful it's this wonderful dynamic where they're these two really sweet characters who also know how to just they, you know, they can also just completely tear Karkat apart because he's so completely infatuated with both of them. Um, and 
they're they're really good and they're like you know they're very good friends um and they just they just collectively know how to own him so and well they, and they bounce off each other so well yeah. and they always like have these like really it's really subtle really deep friendship mm. between them especially yeah. when you consider the fact that like the only time one of the only time john has ever cried in the comic is reading jade's letter yeah to him. and the other time another one of another time i believe was when he was oh no he wasn't watching a film with with jade although he did cry watching conair um later on um but yeah so john has john has had his john has had some of his strongest emotions around around and because of jade and like in connection with his relationship with with his sister which is yeah so that relationship is really important they they are just a well coordinated team playing a game of volleyball with car caddis the ball <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> better spike and, and car cat, yeah car cat loves it is the thing <laughs> he just he loves attention he just wants the attention he likes uh. nice people being mean to him um and oh what's my well it's not my favorite but one that i really really love i've always liked it but one that i had chance that we all had chance to enjoy a lot more recently was um the the friendship between um solix and kanaya um because we got that in solix pester quest route didn't we yes um, Ooh. and I mean, there's not much to say about it in canon. We know that they obviously talked a lot, a lot. Uh, Kanaya references Solix, you know, being more talkative than he is when we when we first see the two of them in Act Five. Um, I, I mean, there was always, you know, there was this conviction that I had in my heart ever since the F1 bonk. Uh, that that you know they these were two very good friends that we just never got to see really interact with each other, and so getting to see that in Pestaquest is really very vindicating. Um, I feel like Sulks is a character that was probably the best at being a friend out of all the trolls, one of the better friends, and then because yeah, he he just knew when to fuck off. You know? Yeah, he did. He was just like, all right, shut up, it's fine. We're just going to settle down and then we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Come see me on the horn pile later. We all need a Chad in our lives like Solids. Oh. And his fucking sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> um, and his so, bad posture. And his horrible posture. Uh, so this is from Sin on Discord. This is the last question. Mm. Pip, was the key to overthrowing the government the power of friendship all along i think so i think that's the conclusion that we we've got to come to um in the homestuck universe and very probably in in our own universe to get a group of your friends together and l overthrow the government uh i guess that is yes that's that's the moral that's the moral of the story uh fate is real it. Yeah, fate isn't real. <laughs> the narration is biased. Find your family, do crimes, eat spicy chip and lie. 
Yes. yes. <laughs> I think, I think, I think. Maybe not the last part. <laughs> But oh, I don't know. I mean, I I have a I have a I have a bag of of chili Doritos downstairs that I that I've been been eyeing. I might indulge in that, unless it was the lying part that you were talking about. But either way, <laughs> sometimes you have to lie to the government so they don't. They believe sometimes you it's along. sometimes you should. You, <laughs> there are many times where you absolutely should lie to the government. Um, <laughs> All right, well, I think that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming. Thank you very much for having me. It's been lovely to talk about to talk about friendship and fraud, I guess. <laughs> friendship, fraud, and Gamzy voice that I just dropped in on everybody for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> The three, uh, the three pillars of community. <laughs> oh no, Gamzy, Gamzy does does some friendship. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our show. You can find us on Overcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and more on pigeonpod.com or at pigeonpod on Twitter. The music for the show is by James Roach, and you can find links to more of their music in the description. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash pigeonpod and join other patrons with access to 19 bonus episodes and counting on intermission. Your support is shared equitably with everyone who makes each episode possible. At the end of the show, we like to thank our Skylark tier patrons for their support. Bowkind Abstrata, BQ, Carmen, Chair Sue, Kibble, Danny LaLanders, Data Mancy, Dervich B, LMC, Finn Hickey, Gaster Wife Simulator, Ginger Slap Nate Notion, Gripping Traverse, Alexander Strider, Hatsune Mukau, I think you're pretty cool, JR Hyde, J Logan, Conduit of Queerness, Mage of Life, Krista, Lily Bloom, Lorenaga, Luke B-Man, Max May, Mike, Oliver David, Paravilex, Quartz Criminal, Raspberry Heaven, Rose Riordan, Serena Gamergirl McCarthy, Starshine Noe, <laughs> Taylor Dirks, Terezi Pyrup Chanting June Egbert, Tinoco, Frizzacommunism, Eckstein, Yo Joseph, Zach. So next week on Peach and Pod, I'll be back as host, and I'll be yay, yay, um, and I'll be um, what's the word? Um, and I'll have Danny Lalanders themselves joining me at the table, <gasps> and we're gonna talk about sad stuck. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh no, uh, I don't know if I can take it. Sad stuck. What's that? I, it's gonna happen. It's the sad stuck. Both with how the comic produces sad stuck as worms in our brains and the sad stuck that we throw into the homestuck continuity to fill our broken hearts. Um, mm-hmm. You can find me, Floral Marsupial, 
underfloor marsupial on twitter tumblr and patreon um and pip where can people find you oh well you can find me on twitter at um pip d underscore uh and i'm i'm on the blue hell well no i mean they're all blue hell sites you can find me on tumblr at pip homestuck all one word i think i answer questions about homestuck 2 there although a lot of the ones that i i mean please no maybe i shouldn't say come ask me questions (laughs) (laughs) people people sure do it anyway (laughs) if you have a question consider it for a good week and then if it's consider if it is a question you would feel comfortable asking an ordinary human person if if you saw Pip on the subway would you walk up to them (laughs) and be like hey I have a question (laughs) that we have to consider these things Mm. yes alright thank you so much for joining me Pip this has been such a great discussion (laughs) on themes and thank you everybody for listening and I hope this has given you some food for thought. Consider what your favorite friendships in Homestuck are. And maybe consider what friendship as a theme has meant to you and the way you interact with Homestuck as a narrative. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>